Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another edition of the Red Carpet of Trailer Trash Podcast. My name is Ian Collins, and joining me as always is the incomparable Mr. Connor Rock. How are you doing this week, Connor? I am, I'm fucking, hold on, (laughs) I'm fucking with my mic. I was not as ready as I said I was. It's just a little loose, it's fine. Okay. Alright, hey, I'm here, I'm good, it's, everything's fine. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, as... I'm not sure if there was something in particular that you wanted to talk about in the uh, the bullshitting section of this week. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, this week we're going to have a heavy, heavy on the trailers uh, because I didn't have enough time to watch the Snyder Cut. Uh, I think you may want to spend some time talking a little bit about the differences between the Snyder Cut and the original Whedon cut yeah I'll I'll talk about that for a little bit um I was gonna do that first and then so okay. then we can just roll into the trailers and I think we should probably get going because there's like 50 different trailers um, yep there's a lot I we're trying to finish off the Oscar the Oscar trailers so uh there's gonna be the likes of Minari the White Tiger uh uh, uh pieces of a woman one night in Miami, Soul. Uh, nobody yeah, and, is, and some co- other is ones. just we'll, coming out this weekend. Yeah, we'll we'll say them as we go because I don't think it really. Uh, I don't know. People, it's, no, no one's gonna remember. I have to look at a list. Um, but yeah, I will start out with the Snyder Cut. I don't know. I was just gonna like kind of jump into it. Um, Unless you had anything. I would, I would, sp- I would like to request that you do avoid spoilers on this, as I do intend to watch it this weekend. Oh uh, yeah, okay. And you haven't seen, like the OG one, right? I have not now. Okay, well then, yeah. Um, so for those of the 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 people who have seen the OG one, the 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 plot line is pretty much exactly the same. So there's not a lot of surprises there. Um, I was just gonna address. Um, what did I say last week? Yeah, there was pretty much like two concerns I had last week, and I wanted to talk a little bit more about a, a few aspects of it. But the first concern I had last week was a big problem with the first one was there's no character development at all. You just like got this team, and you're like care about these people. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, in four hours they fix that. Which, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would really hope. I heard that. Cyborg basically becomes the main character of the movie. Uh, I wouldn't say he's the main character, but he does have very heavy focus for a while. Um, maybe like the the third and fourth quarter of the movie, because it's it's divided into like six parts or five parts. But yeah, once he he gets introduced and his backstory happens, and he's a lot more flushed out now than all I remember him from the first movie was he was mad that he couldn't play football anymore, and his dad made like saved his life and made him a cyborg. Um, which is pretty mm-hmm. fucking. I mean, he's still like kind of angsty. Me and Kate did laugh a lot about that. Like he he got made into like this awesome robot person, and he was just like, meh. He still does that a little bit, but other than that, like him and the Flash are absolutely flushed out. Um, you know, like you 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 care about them, and something that I really wasn't expected is is Steppenwolf, like Darkseid's right hand man in in the movie, like the main villain. Mm-hmm. Um. He kind of has his own arc, and he feels much more like a, a character now, 
um, than he did that's, last time. That's great news because I know that a lot of the criticisms of the of the DC and of most superhero movies, frankly, uh, seem to be that just very poorly flushed out characters for the for the villains. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong; it's not a great. You know, it's not very deep, but it's at least there. And I don't even remember him talking in the first one. I'm sure he did. But he was just kind of this entity that I didn't care about. And then I just continued not to care about him. But in this one, I, I don't know. They, they, he, he seems like an actual being this time, which is, which is definitely a step up. And I guess that so, kind of brings me... Sorry, what? So, what? so what you're saying is I made the correct decision... Holding out hope that the Snyder Cut would be released and refusing to watch the Justice League. The yeah, original. absolutely. And I perfect. I will say it right now. I think had this been released, you know, I I don't know. They couldn't have made it a four hour movie, but you know, do two two hour movies. I or, mean, they could have. I guess they could have. But had this been released, I the mean, OG, fuck. Uh, I mean, uh, Endgame was three hours. Uh, yeah, I suppose that's that's true, but that I feel like that was more like they knew they could get away with it. I mean, yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was over three hours. Like that, like I know four hours is ambitious, but also like give it a I shot, mean, and, and, it, and, and it makes it a better movie. Yeah, in in this case, it absolutely did. What I was saying is, if this would have been you know the first release, I think the DCEU could have been where they wanted it to be instead of being dissolved because it so, wasn't so what you're saying is they need to change the dceu to the snyderverse yeah essentially yes because don't get me wrong it's not phenomenal it's it's pretty standard it's exactly what you'd expect but it, it was so much better than the first one and even though it, it is very slow at the beginning because it's flushing out the the world like Zack Snyder does manage to essentially like it, it, it's a lot. I've, I've seen people compare it to this and I've never seen it, but it's they compare it to like Lawrence of Arabia or like movies from the 60s where you, it's just kind of this sweeping epic instead of, you know, a, a Hollywood movie. And it he really does round out the world well, um, which I want to talk about my second concern from last week, which was generic villain, like oh big bad guy world domination. That still exists, and that's a problem. I don't know. A lot of superhero mo- movies have. We kind of touched on this like two minutes ago. But I mean, yeah, I I will say though that that's just sort of the nature of having superheroes movies, especially with Superman as the yeah as the one of the big heroes. Is that like he doesn't get out of bed unless it's world domination that he's putting an end to. Like that he doesn't. He doesn't put on his fucking cape unless that's the issue at hand. Yeah. And despite that being kind of a generic, cliched, bad guy motivation, they do at least give it bounds. Like, Darkseid's, what he wants to do makes sense, and what he's doing and what what he sent Steppenwolf to do on Earth makes sense. So you, you like, kind of understand the stakes and what he wants rather than, like, in Avengers, the first Avengers, Loki was just like, I'm here to destroy the world. And you didn't understand that that was actually Thanos till much later. But, like... Yeah. So they do a good job in that. And and it's honestly... It, it's not bad. 
Um, and I, I just want to say two more quick things. One is I, I can't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to articulate this well, but how they handled Batman in this, I thought was phenomenal. Like he doesn't steal the show ever. Like he's not really the main focus. And a lot of, in like the fight scenes, he doesn't suit up till probably like halfway through the movie. So you have two hours of just Ben Affleck running around pounding at people, but he does it well. And then, well, I mean, yeah. Have you seen the pictures of him just in life? <laughs> yeah. So when he spills his Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so by the time Batman finally suits up, you know, there's Parademons, which are the the enemy army, um, and just how they handled his interaction, especially in combat, it really grounds him as like he understands that all these other people are actually super powered and he's just doing, it's not like he's doing what he's can. Cause like, you know, he's Batman, he's still kicking ass, but like, he's very reserved. You know, he doesn't try to go toe to toe with Steppenwolf. And he doesn't like, he has like trouble sometimes fighting the parademons. Whereas like Wonder Woman is just like slicing through people. Like yeah. they made Batman seem very human, but in that it made him, much more badass of a character because he is keeping up with these superheroes. I, I, I don't know. I think they treated him really well, and that was one of my man, main takeaways. My other one Perfect. is, goddamn, they're not afraid. Like, Steppenwolf is literally, like, slicing people in half. Like, this movie's a lot more gory than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Just went full Zack Snyder from 300. Yeah, like, he like, literally, like, cuts Aqua... Not Aquaman, but Aquaman, Merman, Atlanteans... He's like, mm-hmm. he's invading there, and he's chopping them in half, and there's like pools of blood in the water, and there's people getting, people, people are getting absolutely wrecked in this movie, and it's, there's a lot more blood than I thought there was going to be. It's not like gratuitous, you know, but from coming from your, your PG-13 Marvel flicks into this, where literally he's cutting people in half, like I can't, I can't put it otherwise, like any other way. Like a hot knife through butter, baby. Yeah. So it was, it was nice to see the DC kind of kept there because they were originally when when the success of the dark knight trilogy and then i think you just watched man of steel right so i did it was i really liked it i I don't understand why a bunch of people were underwhelmed by it when it came out i thought it was a great superhero movie yeah i really liked man of steel it wasn't it wasn't the dark knight but like most movies aren't the fucking dark knight (laughs) let alone let alone superhero movies. I think um, it was one of granted, the best ways <laughs> to treat Superman. Like, yes, one hundred percent. Great development of his character introduces him. Like it's it's just, like they don't even introduce Superman as a character for the first thirty to forty five minutes, which I thought was a great decision in the storytelling. Yeah, I, I really did enjoy Man of Steel, and then the, the climax with his fight with Zod, and just, the, mm-hmm. like, how he, like, we're gonna, I mean, if you haven't seen Man of Steel, I'm gonna get your shit together. When he has yeah. to snap his neck, like, break his, like, I'm a good man, I don't kill, like, that was emotional, that, that felt, I don't know, mm-hmm. I felt like that was a big moment, and then everyone's like, yeah, movie sucked. Um, but anyway, so it was it was nice to see DC, because after the Bat, the Dark Knight trilogy, they wanted to be, like, you know, like, gritty, and, because Man of Steel was a very, like, realistic superhero movie and they toned that back a little but they still kept the like these are like godly beings fighting a lot of people are going to get wrecked 
Well, I mean, that's, that is the DC brand. I don't, like, that is why you go to DC. If you want a bunch of superheroes being chummy and funny and cracking jokes, you go to Marvel. If you want to see a serious, gritty take on how, on how superheroes should interact with each other, you go to DC. That's been their brand for, like, the last 50 years. Basically, since, since the Adam West Batman ended. Yeah, and I I think, because I, I don't know, I felt like they tried to go too far after the success of The Dark Knight, but now they've, they they dialed it back to where they need to be. And I, it just, it absolutely works. Um, I will say this too, final thing. There, it, it's a shame that essentially this is canceled, or I don't know, maybe they're, they're in the talks with Zack Snyder, from, but from what I recall, if I'm right, like Henry Cavill's out, Ben Affleck's out, they don't have the cast anymore, um, which is kind of a shame because there's a lot of hints, there's like, I don't know, like I guess it's only in there for fan service, but it's essentially like scenes in the movie of like what would be next, like another... Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want to spoil. I mean, it too they much. have to. They would have to pull in the Green Lantern and the Martian Manhunter, just because that's that is finishing up the Justice League. Yeah, and then there's the Apocalypse is Earth Hawk scene. Woman, Hawk Woman, Hawk Girl. She's also, but she's like a lesser. I thought it might, it might have been the Hawk, Hawk Man. It might be both of them, like both the Hawk people. Yeah. Um, I was I've always associated with like a particular cartoon movie that I watched when I was a kid is how I've always associated the major uh, like the 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 who consists who made up the the Justice League, which is why I didn't even realize that the original Green Lantern was white. Like I didn't know how Jordan was a person. I always thought it was I can't even remember his name. Uh, the the black Green Lantern. I just always thought that's just always what he looks like. Isn't it like, is is it John Stewart? Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, okay. is I John knew that Stewart. was a Green Lantern. I couldn't remember which one. Um, but yeah, I think so. Green Lantern, Martian Manhunter, and then I think Hawk, Hawk Man, Hawk Woman, one of them, and then maybe Raven eventually is Justice League is like their core lineup. I could definitely be I mean, wrong that, about that. That makes sense. I mean, it it gets starts getting into the realm of when when is it just basically like I suppose they're not going to do the Teen Titans, so there's no real harm in doing that. Although that would be cool, seeing a gritty version of the Teen Titans. Yeah, I'd, I'd... I need. I now want Zack Snyder to make a Teen <laughs> Titans movie. Yeah, so I mean, all in all, it, definitely check it out. Uh, it, it you did the you made the right call by waiting, because this is head and shoulders above what it was. Um, you know, still not still not a phenomenal movie. It, uh, it it's four hours long. I that's that's the fact about it. But I would say I definitely I like this better than the first Avengers. I think it's a better movie than Avengers. Um, that's high praise. People love the first Avengers. It just, and maybe I just, I don't know, I've, I've burned out on it because I've seen it so many times and this is new and, you know, new is shiny and better, but I do, I did like it better than that. But, you know, in four hours, he should have managed to slap together a good movie. I mean, you say that, but it's amazing how, uh, like, 
we we talk all the time about how there are these movies that they could trim 15 20 minutes off yeah that's true so this was this was definitely uh, I uh, I would put it as ready for the red carpet, definitely worth a watch. Perfect. Um, and they could do it in two settings or not. Just power through it. You make a drinking game. That's what we did. If I sat down to watch the Irishman start to finish, then I can sit down and watch Dawn of Justice. Yeah, this will start. To I mean, I I couldn't finish the Irishman, so I feel like I'm not the one to talk to about this. But I feel like this will feel shorter than the Irishman did. That's not a hard accomplishment. All right, but yeah, so that was that's my my sense, my two cents on the Justice League. Snyder cut. Love to hear it. Also, the rare the rare occurrence where Connor provides his his solo review of a movie that he watched, and I have yet to watch. <laughs> yeah, it happens once I'm a, a year. Bum. I'm an absolute bum. Uh, and so now we can dive into the the film the the um, the trailers. Which one uh, should we start with? Uh, let's just go in the order uh, that you texted them to me. We'll start with Minari. Alright, so Minari seems to be the story of Stephen Yoon and his uh, Korean family that moved to, it seems like, a very a rural town, likely in the Midwestern, United, Midwestern Southern United States, and decides to... Start a farm out of a trailer that they purchased as a way to sort of restart. And it's basically just a story of their life as they deal with the trials and tribulations of restarting and trying to build something from the ground up. And dealing with the cultural differences of being, of raising a Korean family with their Korean culture and uh integrate trying to maintain their their cultural identity while also integrating with the with the american culture in in that area uh most notable which is most notable uh with the with the child who is going to like kindergarten or first grade or i can't tell how old children are yeah he looks like Um, he's five or six probably and how he sort of is is resistant to the the Korean behavior that he he deals with his the he wants to do the stereotypically American thing where he doesn't sleep in the same room as his grandmother where he uh where he, he has a grandmother that bakes cookies instead of swearing think things like that and it's it's an interesting, interesting approach. Uh, what did you think of it? So I, it seemed, I just thought of this, but yeah, most of this kid's problems seem to stem uh, or relate to his grandmother doing stuff. Which yep. that's I, that it is what it is. I didn't realize that watching the trailer. Um, I'm psyched. I mean, this movie already has like super high praise. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this would be a movie that I would love. I mean, just, it looks like it's just going to take you, uh, it's going to make you care about these people, just trying to live their lives, take you on an emotional whirlwind with them, and then hopefully you'd get a happy ending. I mean, I, I would assume, I would be surprised if not. Um, but then just like, 
not not even necessarily a super happy, but like it just a feel good, like okay, it's gonna be all right ending. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm 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 here for it. I I I I don't think I could say anything that the praise for this movie already like wouldn't speak for itself. Um, yeah, I I think you're exactly right. This there's it looks. This looks like an Oscar bait movie that actually deserves its position. Uh, I I think it's super impressive considering the best known actor is known for playing Glenn on The Walking Dead. And I've never seen anyone else from there act in anything, at least that I'm aware of. Uh, and that it's it's just a powerhouse in terms of its its nominations. It's, uh, I mean, Stephen Yoon was not. I believe he's been nominated for best actor. Minari the movie has been nominated for best picture, and it, it I can see why based on the trailer. It looks like the type of movie you want to go and see. Where you it's it's one of those things where it actually has a story behind it. As opposed to just following the lives of the characters, it actually ha seems to have a story arc to it. Um, I will say that, it, it frankly, it looks like it will be a better movie than Nomadland was. But I also remain certain that Nomadland is going to win the Oscar for Best Picture. I think I will probably second that, that it it looks like it's going to be a better movie. I mean, I still appreciate Nomadland for what it was, like a true just this is a chunk of life but yeah this one yes. definitely looks like it's gonna it's gonna have an arc it's gonna have character development it's gonna it's gonna hit you know it's gonna check all of like the feel-good boxes that you want to see in a movie like this um and then i'd be surprised 100%. if it steps out of its bounds you know i think it's also gonna be predictable but i think that's okay here I think it will be predictable overall, but I think the exact events that will happen aren't yeah, yeah. nearly as predictable. Yeah, like you can... You, you, yeah, exactly what I you think, I think I'm going to call it right now the, the grandmother's going to die in this movie. Ooh. That that would make sense. Yeah, I guess we'll just we'll have to see. I guess we will. And oh, with yeah, any I, luck, I might be able to see it in theaters. With any luck, aren't, aren't I? I don't know if it's not. It's not currently being offered at. Oh uh, yeah. Near me. That that makes sense, but yeah, I think this one's definitely gonna be uh, ready for the red carpet. Same. And so, what was the second movie I sent you? Uh, I think it's Pieces of a Woman, but let me double That's check. That's what I thought as well. Yeah, Pieces of a Woman. Um, I cannot remember who the so, lead in what that was. It's Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, that's why. Shia LaBeouf is the lead man. Yeah, yeah. No. I've never. I've. It's Vanessa something. I've never heard of the actresses that are in this. But uh, uh we can look that up because apparently, according to the trailer, her performance is very powerful. Uh, but this is a, I essentially. I think she might be nominated for a. Best Actress Oscar. That wouldn't surprise me, just based on... This tra this movie apparently has a lot of praise as well, as the trailers uh, yep. let me know. 
Uh, but as the, as I as I said to to prime this, these are the the reason we're doing a a trailer every episode is because these are all movies that have been nominated, with the exception of Nobody, which is just coming out this weekend. The rest are movies that are already out that have been nominated for at least one Oscar. Um. Yeah. But P- anyway, so the the TLDR I think of the storyline is this follows a family, uh, I think mostly focused on the the woman uh, who is they are dealing with a miscarriage or so, a loss of a child. Uh, I guess it wouldn't be a miscarriage because she was the the kid is born and then dies. Yeah, it is. Um, it is suggested that sh- the child. Is, died due to the negligence or incompetence of the either the midwife or the the doctor. The, yeah, um, would it be an OBGYN that delivers a child? I am not a doctor. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it should, maybe could be. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Was... So yeah, the the child was born and then died. So not a miscarriage, and they are they're dealing with that, and it looks like an exploration of you know the, the how each of them will deal with that. Uh, the, the avenues they will take to seek some sort of retribution or uh, just sense of like this this wasn't a freak accident because it, it's like you said it's implied that it's a it's a negligence thing but then you know how can you really be sure they have people telling them that you know sometimes these things happen it's a medical mystery but it's not uncommon which just sounds like bullshit but who really knows and so it just seems that it's gonna be that story after and and see how they they find their uh, peace of mind I guess yeah i I think that this see my my main concern with this is it seems to border on the emotionally manipulative uh, at a point just because it's this is just an emotionally wrought topic. But then again, that also makes it primed for being an opportunity for just some stellar, outstanding performances. Just seeing the the different ways that people grieve the loss of a child is is something that can't be overstated. And I think uh, from what I've what I've heard about it, it's the the performances uh, really it it this type of movie with the plot lines and story that it underlies i think it heavily hinges on how well the actors perform and from the sounds of things they manage to deliver and i i think that that means that this this movie looks like it's it's worth a watch yeah i don't i don't necess- i don't know how i feel i agree with everything you just said i just don't know I don't know. I, for whatever reason, I wasn't super sold on it. Like it, it, I, t- it might seem like, like it's trying too hard. Is maybe my my reservation. I will say, if I may add something else, the, I I worry that this movie may be a bit like Marriage Story, where I want to watch it, like just on a logical level, but I don't want to sit through like with marriage story i think i told you i just couldn't sit through two hours of a hyper realistic couple going through a divorce it just like was it was emotionally painful 
And I feel like this may be something similar. Yeah, maybe. And maybe so that's that's, it. that's why it's it's really tough to have this as a Netflix movie because I'll be inclined to just sort of turn it off at some point. Whereas if I had bought a ticket to it, I'm I'm I don't know if I've ever walked out of the theater for a movie. In for the whole thing if the ticket's involved. Yeah, I, I paid money for it, so of course I'm gonna fucking watch it. Although there there was one instance. Where uh, I was sitting, I had sat down to watch Gemini Man. And then a friend of mine called me and asked, Hey, Ian, uh, what are you doing tonight? I'm like, well, nothing super important. Why? And it turns out that she had gotten two free tickets to uh, a Chainsmokers concert with uh, Five Seconds of Summer opening. And so I was like, fuck it, I'll go. I haven't been to a concert at Capital One Arena. And so I went. I mean, that is a hundred times better than any, like, than Gemini Man possibly could have been. I don't know how much you knew about it at the time, but I'm assuming you watched a trailer. Uh, I ended up going back and seeing it later, and it was 100% the correct decision that I made. But yeah, I mean, Pieces of Woman, I think think it's going to be ready for the red carpet. I think my reservations are just, I don't know, something irked me about it. Um, and then so this is actually coming back to me now does she have the birth does it happen at home it doesn't happen in a hospital I think so yeah okay it looks like it happened at home from what they set up because it looks he's running outside like flagging down an ambulance so yeah that adds another layer to the story um so (laughs) I don't know and then like the mother comes in moral of the story is go to the hospital for your births (laughs) <laughs> that, that might be a very dark take on the movie. What if that's actually what they? Oh, have really? Out? I'm I'm the one with the dark take on the movie this is where just a the... child dies in the beginning of it. It's just, just I didn't realize propaganda. that I was the one that had the dark take. Fair enough. And also, the last thing I'll say about this: good for Shia LaBeouf. He just decided to go crazy for a little bit, then he's coming back and doing some drama comedies and he's he's had some his life. good movies. He has. Honey Boy was he Honey Boy was a legitimately good movie. Did you watch the Peanut Butter Falcon? Did we talk about that on here? Yeah, that one. That yeah, one was, that was good too. I I thought that was good. It was it wasn't great. I thought Honey Boy was actually a very good movie. I thought Peanut Butter Falcon was just decent. But he's he's making them. He's just putting them out. Yeah, the, the there was the M- Matthew McConaughey, and now there we need to come up with a way of saying it's the Shia LaBeouf <laughs> reconnaissance uh, re- Renaissance. I I have not heard of the Matthew McConaughey. Yep, I love it. That's great. Um, Started with Dallas Buyers Club in 2011, which if you haven't seen, you definitely should. Jared Leto and Matthew McConaughey both won Oscars for their performances. Totally deserved. He managed to, he managed to beat out Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio in Wolf of Wall Street that year. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember that. It was a big stink, but I'll have to check it out. You have recommended that to me like four or five times, and I've seen it a few times and never really... I don't know, like I read the description, and it just doesn't... I remember I went, into it, I went into it thinking like... There's uh, like I'm just this I have to watch this because I have to see what kind of bullshit they gave the best Oscar to the best actor to over Leonardo DiCaprio and then I came out thinking 
I see it. <laughs> I would have probably still given it to Leonardo DiCaprio, but like he deserved uh, like he it wasn't like a bad decision to go with him is the way I would put it. Yeah. Um uh, but we, we should probably no, we're, we're... We should probably yeah, we should probably move on to the next to the next one. I believe it's uh, One Night in Miami. Yep. So One Night in Miami uh, is basically the story of the of the civil rights leaders Jim Brown, the football player, Muhammad Ali, the boxer, Sam Cooke, the singer, and then Malcolm X, the civil rights leader, meeting in a hotel room in Miami. The, I believe it's the night of Muhammad Ali's cha- first championship title uh, fight where he won the title. And it, I, from what I understand, it's, it's a story of how their actions to forward the civil rights movement all stemmed from that night. And how it, the influence of Malcolm X on the others led to them being icons in the civil rights movement. Uh, is that does was there anything that I really missed in that? No, I think I think that's summer? that's pretty much it. And I I I don't have a whole lot to say about this, but I just I think it's gonna be really good. Just a lot a lot of little things from the trailer made me I don't know pretty optimistic about this movie. And more than that, like I'm just interested to see. Because this is, you know, it's based on a true story. It's going to be exaggerated, you know, whatever. But I'm interested to see the circumstance and then also just the interactions. Like, I, I, and I think this movie is going to definitely depend on the actors. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know. I was, I was excited about it. Yeah, I think, I think that this movie. I worry that this movie, if if it's set up the way it looks like it is, I worry that it may peak too early. Because I, I it's called One Night in Miami. So I, I personally am looking forward to their interaction in that hotel room. That is the thing yeah. why I want to sit down and watch that movie. And so if that's like at the end of the first act, then it kind of leaves you wondering, well, what, what's the rest of the movie going to be about? And I and I worry that it may it may shoot its wad, uh, a little a little too early. But I I think it's going to be an overall very good movie. Um yeah. That's uh... and I agree with what you said about the the acting being a pivotal role because these are these were larger than life characters in real life. I mean I say were Jim Brown's still alive, but. Uh, I don't know if Sam Cooke is. I think he's dead. Uh, I don't know. But, yeah, so the, the just how they... It, I mean, like you said, the interaction is one of the main drawing points of the movie. So these guys play their characters well, and, like, that is them playing off each other, and then, yeah, it's the, the acting's going to be big. Um, yep. I think it's probably going to be ready for the red carpet. Yeah, uh, not much much more to say about it from what I from my perspective. I think it's ready for the red carpet. Yeah. Uh so next I think we have Soul. Which Soul, is yes. yeah. Disney Pixar's is Disney Pixar still a thing? Yeah, right? Yep. Disney Pixar's newest uh newerest 
latest. I believe it is the the newest, but it did come out in December. Okay. Um. Is there a newest film? I may. I may. Do you have Disney Plus? You do, right? Yeah. I may ask that we we watch that when I come down to visit because I don't have Disney Plus and that will be the only opportunity I have to actually watch that movie. <laughs> That's fine. I, we can check it out because I mean it's Disney Pixar. I don't necessarily think it's gonna be bad, but I'll talk about the plot. Uh, it seems to be the story of a I don't I don't didn't catch his name. He's a music teacher uh, who lands a gig at uh, a nightclub, I guess. Something that he's really excited about. Uh, and then he promptly falls down a manhole cover and dies. Or, I guess, doesn't mm-hmm. die. Um, and then he's transported to the, the the great beyond line. But then he they have very crappy safety measures there. So he falls out. And then he's in the great before, which is, I guess, where souls go before they're sent to Earth. And it's just him making his way through here. The, these strange you know, afterlife before life realms and then finding out that his body is still alive and trying to get back to it i think that is probably the whole the whole thing yes uh well you did leave out the fact that there is a another character uh i think it's voiced by tina fey if i checked correctly uh who is just another soul i believe from the great before yeah that just never that just never went into a body and so it's the the it's sort of the classic pair up of the two opposite perspectives that the people have and that she is helping him to find his body and get back to life yeah so uh what do you think i think it looks good i i do worry like it's said in the trailer that it's it's a lot like in and out uh, inside out I was not the biggest fan of Inside Out. Like, it was still good, but I thought it was one of the lower tier of the Disney Pixar movies. Um, it seems to be sort of a rehashing of that from from just the trailer's perspective, where it's it's basically gaining an appreciation for what you already had yeah. in life, or, like, possibly... Like, wanting to pursue your dreams while you still have the chance. Uh, and not being, not not living life in fear of what, what can happen. But it's, it, it seems like it's sort of a rehash of some of the other Disney Pixar lessons, like morals of the story that could be perceived. But they, they tend to do very well with this. Uh, and... As long as it's not uh, planes, cars two, cars three, <laughs> or the good, or the good dinosaur. Yeah, so I a hundred percent agree with you. To me, this just it felt like they took Inside Out and Wreck It Ralph and just smashed them together, and that was the movie. Yep. Um, because that being said, I love Wreck It Ralph. Oh I yeah, I did. Ralph was great. Yeah, I really did like Wreck It Ralph. I agree with you that Inside Out is like. C tier, D tier of Pixar movies. Um, a lot of people have it like A tier, and I just don't get it. I don't know either. It it was kind of boring, and then it like tried to trick you into being emotional when like Beep Boop died or whatever the hell that elephant's name was, and then 
I don't know. Spoiler I didn't like alert. it. Kill yeah. him. Boop, beep, boop dies. Um, yeah. A kid growing up loses their imaginary friends. News alert. Uh, so, I mean... I, the- will, I will still... Pixar, I trust the brand enough. I will still give it ready for the red carpet, though. Yeah, and I, I think... The reason that I want to see it is the music. I think that is the main draw to this. I've heard it's phenomenal. I... Yeah, I Trent. I think Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails, if I'm not mistaken, is the one who composed this. He is the far and away the favorite to win best score this year, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. And from what I hear, it's it's completely deserved. Yeah, so that's that's why I'm excited to watch it. Honestly, I really couldn't care about the plot. Like, I think it'll be fine. It'll be whatever. Uh, but I think the music is the big draw here. And Can you imagine if the main character is like a jazz musician who teaches music and the music they had as the score for this movie was garbage? <laughs> that would How how angry would you be? Cuz I'd be furious. Yeah, I'd be uh, 100%. 100% anger from me. And would as soon as like the first non like I I'd go through one song, but then as soon as the second, I guess, non-jazz song came, I'd turn it off. Unless somehow uh, the plot uh, is super hooked. Like on the note of scores, I would like to point out my favorite story about the score of any movie is that when The Phantom Menace came out, before the movie was released, they released the score, and one of the songs on it is titled The Death of Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, let's move on to the next one because we are. Oh yeah, we got we got we got to run through these. We got another round next. So another round. This movie is basically just about how a group of friends. I think they're like Swedish or something. Uh, they decide to participate in an experiment to see if your life and just life in general and your productivity and everything are overall better if you maintain a point a point five percent or point oh five percent uh out BAC just throughout life and uh it's it basically explores uh it seems to work out at first and then it shows these friends like they they see the benefits of doing it there and they think well if it works at 0.05% or 0.5%, why wouldn't it be better at an even uh, if we did even more of it and just were drunker on a daily basis? And obviously, it ends up uh, not going well. Uh, and they start like getting into domestic disputes and hurting themselves, and I'm sure getting fired. Like, just the, the consequences of full blown alcoholism start to, to creep in. So, so what did you think of this? For the first half of this trailer, I thought this was in a very interesting premise of this experiment to, you know, keep a .05. And then I really wasn't sure where the movie would go from there. I guess it did take the most predictable out, which is also my problem. Like, I'm not interested in watching this group of friends just become alcoholics and ruin their lives. And I don't, I don't really get the appeal of this movie. Because it seems to be trying to balance some weird combination of, like, drama and, like, drunken goof shenanigans. And then put it together to make a a serious film. 
Like, I don't hate the premise. I just don't like when they're implying it's going to happen, even though it, I do agree it's probably the most natural. Like, you're going to become an alcoholic if you just start drinking every day. That's how it works. And I don't know. I, I don't really, I don't get it. But what, what's your take? So my general take is just the the idea that it... I'm I'm on the same the same wavelength as you in the sense that it once it's it it turns into just a very depressing movie where like yeah you, you, all you're doing is telling us that becoming an alcoholic is a bad idea and you're you're bas- you're showing a unique way of how someone falls into alcoholism like that's. I just don't see what the appeal of that story is. Like, it doesn't seem especially interesting or, like, there there isn't even a philosoph Like, there's a philosophical point that starts where, like, sometimes you need to loosen up and become... You need to be willing to do some things in moderation to... And just because it can lead to bad things doesn't mean it has to. And then they they end up taking that lesson and being like... But guess what? If you try and do this in moderation, you won't be able to because you'll just love it so much and the effects will be so good that you'll end up taking it too far. And it's... I, like, I'm sure that the acting's fine. I love Matt. I really like Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, but this, this just doesn't really appeal to me very much. I might end, I yeah, might I, end up watching it just because it's... Well, if I can find it, uh, because it's been nominated, I think, for best director. But the I, it's just not really. It doesn't really seem to be something that I'm going to prioritize to watch. Yeah, I I agree. I I would even willing to to put this one maybe in trailer trash. I, I think I don't think I'm willing to put it in trailer trash because I think it looks like a fine movie, a well-made movie. It just doesn't really seem to be my kind of movie. So I'm going to still have it ready for the red carpet, but just barely. And I'm not sure that I would be the one that actually recommends it. <laughs> we'll never know. All right, we got Borat 2 next, which Borat 2 is just, it's Borat 2. I don't know how to explain it more. Uh, Borat's back. Okay, so yeah. the, I I have this on the list. I don't think we need to explain what Borat Two is. It's him going around pranking people dressed up as some fictionalized version yeah. of a Kazakhstani. So I have two things I really wanted to say about Borat Two. One, Borat Two has been nominated for best screenplay, which means that in the history of the Academy Awards, there have been two series of movies in which the original and the sequel were both nominated for best screenplay. The Godfather and Godfather 2 and Borat and Borat 2. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Yes. And that is a fucking travesty. Also, how the fuck do you nominate a movie where it's just him going around and taking advantage of good-hearted people that don't want to be a dickhead to an apparent foreigner? And 
If it's not that kind of people, it's people who are playing along with it because they actually know, they realize it's, it's Borat and they realize it's Sasha Baron Cohen in character and they know exactly what's going on. Or the third option is he just edited it to make these people look like fucking garbage human beings without, without the proper context of what happened. And some, I was listening to someone when this came out, uh, like in October, say that they were watching it as a video, like they were a video editor, and so they were watching it, and they realized that based upon the lighting in the room, they could tell that his questions were recorded at the at different times than the questions that were asked of the people he was interviewing in some of the some of the scenes. And so it's like you are like I get it that you're trying to do this as a way to make it funny, but you are just this is the sort of humor that is just so mean-spirited and so, makes Sasha Baron Cohen seem like a contemptuous cunt. Yeah, I absolutely like I hate this type of movie. I the only exception to like the 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 prank or like live action make like at at other people's expense type movies was uh it was it was bad grandpa it was whatever the jackass yeah, it was, was bad grandpa which was surprisingly an okay movie uh but I mean like okay so like I get why Borat's funny and I think that Sasha Baron Cohen he, like he ha- he's funny and a lot of the bits in this are funny but I just. I, I totally agree. I, I hate the type of comedy that's at other people's expense. I mean, like the the little like where he, where he's trying to kill the virus with like a frying pan and a and the other guy's just trying to help him. Like that's okay. That's kind of funny. But the rest of it is just I don't know. I, it's not my type of humor. I honestly kind of hate it. I don't get why there's a second Borat. Um, but that being said, I don't think we need to talk too much about it. No, it's a Borat movie. Yep. You know exactly what you're gonna get. All right. And that is that is that is insane that it's 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 with the Godfather. Mm-hmm. It, it makes any it makes category me, as the Godfather. It makes me viscerally angry that that's true. I I think that this the fact that he that it was not only was it nominated for best screenplay, she the woman playing his daughter was nominated for best supporting actress. How fucking disrespectful no. are you to all of the other supporting actresses that made movies this past year that this bitch is the one that you give the fucking nomination to? Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, need to, I need to stop talking about this. <laughs> uh, then we have White Tiger. Yeah. So this is the story about a uh, an Indian uh, man... Uh, teenager man who basically was raised his entire life that he was based upon his caste going to be a servant and upon coming to reaching a breaking point uh from the abuse he suffered after being a good-hearted and kind servant uh he ends up it seems like he i'm not sure if he kills the mass like his master or whatever but he ends up taking over and becoming what seems like a, an underground sort of crime boss type person that calls himself the white tiger so what did you think of this uh, i will add that, that it's spurred by a night where the he, he is a driver for some rich dude and the rich dude and his girlfriend very drunkenly, like, I guess, insist that they drive. Mm-hmm. And then someone is hit and killed. Yeah. And the family that he's serving makes him sign a confession for yes. it. Yes. 
and that's where like i guess the tipping point is and all the abuse he takes isn't isn't good enough so then he becomes the white tiger what exactly what you said and i i don't have a lot to say i this is the the movie the trailer i watched today that i was most excited for um i just think it looks really good i think it's going to be interesting uh the one the the one hesitation i have is it absolutely could fall into cliche because it's not exactly an original story. Well, but this, it seemed like this was original enough. Well, see, the interesting thing, I agree with you that this has a lot of potential to be very good. I worry, though, that this is one of those where the story is better than the actual movie because this is based upon a, a book. And yeah, I, I can't help but think, just even looking at the, at the trailer, I can't help but think that the trailer, that the book is better. Like just. I mean, I would definitely venture that the, the book's better. Mm-hmm. Um. And. Th- like, I guess that being said. Now that I think about it a little more, talking about it, uh, it does kind of worry me that it's going to be a rushed adaptation, yeah. or also so like the trailer essentially highlighted all of that it. That was my. That was another big concern is that it sort of didn't is that it didn't leave much to be like much to the imagination of what's going to happen it seems that a lot of it was given away in the trailer yeah Our, but i don't know i'm still, I'm still, still excited. excited for I'm it i'm still ready for the red carpet on this one and then yeah. finally we have nobody yeah nobody this is this is a good one um or is, so this or is, is uh, someone i follow on twitter calls it Bob Wick. Yeah, th- which is exactly what this movie seems to be. Um, story is Bob Odenkirk uh, plays a character who is a retired... He was an enforcer, or... I forget what his exact title was, but essentially, like, a retired badass who... Who worked for, like, the family... CIA or something like that, and was basically yeah. the person you called in to, to kill. I think they called him the the auditor... Yeah, the auditor was his. It's sort of like it's name. sort of like how Ben Affleck was the accountant in that and the accountant. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it, it one night his I I don't know if this actually this is just part of the, for the trailers or this provokes stuff or like it it causes the the uh, chain of events, but one night his there's a home invasion in his house and he does nothing because. He's trying to like fight his inner demon of bloodlust, yeah. I guess, um, and then he just can't fight it at some point anymore, and it's it, it turns into John Wick, um, but with Bob Odenkirk, and it looks like it's gonna be over the top. I mean, there's there's scenes where he's catching pistols in midair, and it looks like it's gonna be, I don't know exactly what you'd expect from watching the trailer is. Bob Odenkirk, Punisher style, John Wick style, uh, just running through some bad guys. Yeah. So to be, cl- I suppose because at some uh, some point it uh, his firm his former employers or people he was indebted to have realized he's reactivated. Basically, a uh, lot so like kind of a lot like the plot of John Wick two. I've n- I've never seen I've never seen any John Wick. You definitely should. The third one... I know, the, I know I'd love that. The third them. one is okay. The first one is my favorite. The second one is also quite good. 
that's a uh, yeah, I, I, they're they're absolutely on the list because I do I, I don't know I just love the the Punisher style movies, mm-hmm. Peppermint excluded, um, and I gotta say I I'm excited about this. I like Bob Odenkirk. At first when I heard about this and I was like, is Bob Odenkirk? You know, I I was hesitant, but I think I think he's gonna be able to pull it off based on the trailer. I hope so. Um, I, I, I think so, think. too. I think that this this is not going to be an Oscar-worthy movie, but this is going to be exact. I think this is going to deliver exactly what you think it will. I think that this will be a lot of fun to watch, and if you're into action movies, I think this is definitely worth worth a trip to the, to the theater. Yeah, definitely. All right, so I think right, we agree well, that that's yeah, ready for the red there. carpet. Yep. And so uh, that we're already running... Uh, a long episode this time. So, uh, no plugs, anything else? Uh, no, that's it. It was a whole lots of trailers and we won't even do a rundown. You were there for it. It's fine. So thanks for uh, tuning in until next time. Until next time. That was oddly normal. Mm-hmm.